What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Man, we have a good guest for you today. Before I get to the guest, though, real quick, want to send a big shout-out to Convergence Media Group. Um, we've partnered with these guys, and they have helped us grow immensely. So if you have a business or a brand and you are looking to grow, check these guys out. They will help you with content creation and strategy and everything that you need to do to grow your brand in the digital space. Um, I've partnered with these guys, and I couldn't be happier uh, man, we've just been doing a lot of cool shit with, with the show, and I know if you guys check them out, you guys will be happy as well. So go check them out, ConvergenceMG.com. Also, big shout-out to Jombo CBD. Go to JomboCBD.com. Check out their full line of products. Um, I absolutely love their Muscle Balm, but they I also love their drops and their spray. Their cinnamon spray is phenomenal. I love putting it in my coffee. I put it in my kids' oatmeal. They love it. Um, a lot of people are getting benefits by implementing CBD into their regular protocol. Um, CBD is helping people with things like uh, mood control, and it helps them with sleep, and it helps them with uh, inflammation control and it helps with your gut health and your brain health just a lot of different benefits from implementing this one compound into your regular protocol um, i use it on a daily basis um, so go check them out jombocbd.com you can use uh, you can save 20 percent off of your entire order when you use the code outside at checkout and then if um, they almost are always they almost are always doing buy two get one free. So throw two in your cart and then you'll probably get that third one for free and then you'll save twenty percent off of that entire thing. So go check them out, jombocbd.com. Uh, my guest today. All right, guys, let's get to it. So this is the second episode from I've, I've probably had been sitting on this for well over a month now, a month and a half maybe. Um, this is from whenever I was in Spokane. Um, I sat down. If the previous episode, I sat down with Chauncey Welliver. He's actually the boxing coach for our guest, Mike Chiesa. Mike is a UFC welterweight contender. He's currently number seven in the world. And uh, just a good dude, good dude for sure, man. I really enjoy sitting down and having a conversation. I'm sitting there talking to him, and I'm like, man, this guy is just, I just, I just feel like, you know, we're, we're very similar. I felt very similar to this guy. And uh, small world, just, I don't know if even it's a small world thing, just a weird thing. Um, I looked up afterwards, and um, I kind of had an idea beforehand that we were the same age, but I didn't pay attention to the date of his birth. We were born on the exact same fucking day, both December 7th, 1987. So weird, weird shit. Um, this was a, a cool conversation, man. Mike is a savage, obviously killing it in the UFC, uh, just, you know, doing his thing, man. So I really enjoyed you know, catching up with him and, 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 and learning more about what he has going on in his world. So without any further ado, let's gain some perspective, guys. I have Mike the Maverick Kiesa. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, Mike Kessa. What's up, sir? Finish this one little text. My fiance, bang, we're good to go. You're good to go, man. Sweet. I appreciate you doing this, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Just Sorry, I, I I felt like I was late. I was like in a rush. I freaking. No, I heard you on the thing. I was like, yeah, he must think he's late right now. No, yeah. This is we're like starting right on time. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just I'm uh I'm just happy we we're able to like work this out. It's yeah. pretty like serendipitous. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, meant to be. I try to podcast wherever I go, and um, I just sometimes like I don't set these up like Rick in kind of his network worked yeah. this out and here we are there so, we go it worked out yeah and we were just like we were talking about earlier he could have trained we missed an opportunity dude <laughs> that pisses me off more than anything yeah bro. well when are you supposed to fly out uh monday monday what's well the, what's the training look like today? um we do we do a 10 a.m on monday there's an open mat tomorrow um from like noon i think and then there might be an open mat on sunday okay if i can get your info before we leave and let you know yeah let's do that yeah yeah we'll yeah you out. might get you might get stuck here with this coronavirus thing you might be stuck in spokane <laughs> you know what i mean dude. you never you know you don't know yeah you never know if these airlines are going to shut you down and shit yeah, yeah i didn't even think about that yeah dude. there's all sorts of dude just even I mean, I'll I'll go train for two hours and come back to my phone. And me, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm guilty about the social media thing. I'm always on it. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a warp hole. I swear. But you know, especially with this Corona thing, every time I get done with the practice, I'll get on my phone, go right to Twitter because I'm like, it's gonna be something new. Whether it's the wrestling tournament getting canceled, yeah. Bellator got canceled today. I just saw that, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I've never <sighs> been so anal about being on twitter right now as i have been now because it's such a this is where i'm finding everything out just staying in the loop real time yeah it's a very interesting damn thing, man. i need, i'm so far behind on the, like twitter is not my thing yeah but from what i understand it's like one of the best places to kind of stay in the loop of things it's the best i mean I, for me i'm like that that's more about what it is for me it's not like like Instagram is like when I'm like looking at hot, you know, if my fiance hears this, it, <laughs> she's like, she doesn't know. She sees what I look We're at. We're all like, humans. We Instagram. like to look. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like hot chicks, snowboarding, cars, fighting. You know, I'm just looking at pictures where it's like on Twitter. It's like, no, I'm following the news. That, you know, I'm following MMA news outlets. outlets. I'm, I'm following, yeah. um, you know. Brandon Schaub's podcast. I'm following Rogan. I'm following these things or these things, you know, the places where I find the news that I feel pertains to me. Yeah. And, you're you getting know, that from Twitter. And this thing, it's not like I'm following CNN or Fox News, but, you know, the things in my world are getting affected by this thing. So it's all, you know, with the NCAA wrestling and Pan Am's getting canceled. Dude, and, yeah. And the, the MMA events and stuff all over the world. It's like, wow, this is really powerful <laughs> it's crazy shit man it's like yeah. it's it's for real a global pandemic type, yeah type deal. whether or not like i we were talking like your mission like i don't know sometimes i feel like maybe i'm downplaying it too much because yeah. i feel like i'm a healthy person yeah as long as i focus on my health like at the end of the day it's just a virus yeah and oftentimes you just have to let the virus run its course yeah and then you're stronger for it yeah so it's like well i'm not the average american where i'm on the standard american diet and i'm yeah. obese yeah and i'm not like an asian dude who's smoking all the time because that's most of the deaths in Asia have been like older smokers. Yeah. So it's like I don't have these risk factors. Yeah, and like, and then you look at Italy, and me, I'm Italian, and I'm looking at, you know, how it's how it's affecting Italy, and it's like, you know, there's two thousand people that are dead, and yeah. over the that that the toll is probably higher now since I haven't checked in a while, which is scary, but. Um, so are most of the deaths in Italy? There's a there's a lot of them. There's there's been like two thousand. I'm pretty sure. I mean, really? we could we could we could yeah. confirm that if. Rick, can you confirm where we're at? Because I thought we we're around like three thousand some odd deaths right now. There's a lot. And there's a lot going on in Italy. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, that's why they sh they shut the country down. And me, I, I go back and forth. 
because I'm like you. It's like if I get sick, I just bat down the hatches, and usually 24 to 48 hours, I can, I can sort it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's necessarily a fun time. You know, it's right. and, and it doesn't mean – you know, it's going to take a, even a couple of days after that to feel totally normal. But for guys like us, it takes a day or two to totally beat it in, yeah. in you know, whatever. But I got a buddy down, that works down in Aspen, Sam Busby. I love you. I hope you're okay. But <laughs> he, uh, um, Sam Busby, he's a friend of mine. He works down in Aspen in the winters. Yeah. He, he works at one of the clubs down there called Cloud Nine. And someone there got sick. And, and that's and, how he got sick? Yeah. And, and his yeah. and his fiance was telling my fiance that uh, he's like super high fever he's freaking sweating his balls off his hands are tingling like he is like violently sick yeah. and it's like you know i i always go back and forth between it's this is not a big deal okay it's a big deal it's not a big deal and then i i, I hear that and i'm like oh yeah it's a big deal it's you real know because he's not he's a healthy guy he's really active you yeah. know what i mean um that says so he'll he'll, sure. he'll do well with it you know but it's like you look at some like you said some other people Dude. It's going to be a rough outing. Yeah. <laughs> so Rick just handed this to me, and it says, uh, so 4,600 people have died, and there's been uh, 126,000 infected globally, according how, to who? How many in Italy? Um, I thought I thought maybe I was looking. It's just over 1,000? Okay, I exaggerated it. That's typical me. But either, I exaggerated everything. So either way, dude, <laughs> I mean, that's a quarter yeah. in one, one country. Yeah. Like, that's quite a bit, bro. Yeah. And it's a lot of old people in Italy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, You know, probably it's, it's a, you know, it's not, I'm not gonna say it's an older country, but I, like I said, I have Italian, yeah, I have Italian grandparents and I feel like Italian people have this power to live to a very old age. I think that's like a blue zone, like the Mediterranean. I think Italy's included that's like a blue zone, like where people live longer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think Japan's also in a blue zone somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. With Fukushima, I don't know if it's really a blue zone anymore. Yeah. I think maybe certain areas. Either way, it's fucking crazy though. Yeah. Like what's happening. Um, Yeah. Shit, man. So you, like, you're talking about going to, uh, to Vegas here soon. Think it, it's yeah, not for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you think like that might not yeah. happen. Like, are you? Is how much is this like affecting like even like your training right now? You got people not showing up or anything? I think I think a little bit. I mean, I'd say there was a little bit of less people t- for a regular Friday. Yeah. Friday's usually no gi for us. Like for talking in terms of the training that I do on, in the mornings, like before yeah. I came here. Um, um. Yeah, I mean, the numbers were a little bit down, but, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of Fridays that can be like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's tough to say, you know, and, and for, for the other places I train, it's very much like close-knit type thing, you know what I mean? Like, I'm usually when I'm coming in here with Chauncey, there's really not a lot of people here. Right. When I, the my MMA gym, Sick Jitsu MMA, yeah. we're a small team, um, you know, so it's like, I don't. Aside from the jujitsu gym, like there's no none of the other places I go really have more. Oh, than, so it's not like fucking up your training. Not, no, not really. I mean, Good. I'm staying the course, and and you know, it's not like I have a bad thing with picking my teeth, so I'm trying not to like, like pick my th- teeth, but <laughs> whatever. But uh, it what it it's not affecting my training too much. The Vegas thing was, um, so they're with these events going on right now. Yeah, the UFC has the Apex Gym, so they they used to film Contender Series at the Ultimate Fighter Gym. And now they open the Apex, and that's next to the Performance Institute. And yep. I spent a lot of time down there. Um, I had a buddy fight there not that long ago. Ju- oh, nice. Julius Inglekis, he was on the Contender Series. Who do you fight? Um, dude, I can't remember the fucking guy's name. He won. It was a super boring fight, though. Uh, like, if, if you want to get signed on that show, you have to have a story. You got you to gotta have not just a story, but you got to go out and get it. You, you got to you 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 go get it. You, you know what I mean? And you it, can't even, just at, win. even at that, they'll sign guys on a loss. Like my buddy Austin Arnett, he lost to um, – 
he's a teammate of mine. He, he lost to uh, Brandon Davis, but they had a f- fucking crazy fight. You That's know, all I, care about. I can swear on here. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Double checking. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, crazy fight. So it's 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 just one of those platforms where. It's gonna weed out the guys that not the guy. I'm not gonna say the guys that suck, but the. I mean, it it it's it's obvious what the UFC demographic you is. They want ex- they want exciting. Yeah, fights. if the guys aren't gonna lay it on the line, they don't want yeah, you. Yeah, they don't want you there. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have the Apex Gym there, and that has like a full facility that can do live fights. It's set up. They don't. It's like they have to bring in a crew. It's just set up it's for this. So they're gonna start moving events down there, and, and um, I got the call from one of my bosses because I do. I'm j- just now kind of starting to get my reps doing the TV stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You wouldn't tell right now because my, I look like a homeless guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I clean up and go on TV when it's my time. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, they might. They're the. I think that London card's in jeopardy. I mean, by the time this comes out, yeah, what we're talking about this podcast will probably it'll probably be a thing of the past, or maybe who knows. But from what I'm understanding, there, there's a slight chance that it could get canceled, and they want me on deck in case I need to go down there to do something. Yeah. But I had to, they're like, are you here in Vegas or are you in Spokane? I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Spokane. What's up? They're like, oh, never mind. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't never mind me. Don't, I, never, I know what's going on right now, <laughs> and I know why you, you know what's going on. They're just like, well, with the England card. I'm, yeah. They're like, but we don't want you traveling. I'm like, dude, it's a two-hour flight. Okay, I'll not wear shit. gloves. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I'll, that bad. I'll get there. I'll be safe. Don't worry. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um just crazy times, man. It's it's this is just a wild thing. Yeah, dude. It's fucking it's wild. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, dude. Yeah. It, it really will. And I chew my nails bad too. So that's I'm like well, as I'm going to chew my nails, I'm like, don't chew your nails, dude. It's coronavirus in the air. <laughs> uh, we all gotta have this <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to be as healthy as fucking as I possibly yeah, can. Like, St. Patty's Day's tomorrow. It's gonna yeah. be chaos everywhere. Yeah, I mean we're doing photography for this event downtown. Um this like this bar hopping thing. Oh, shit. And uh yeah, so we're putting ourselves in the line of fire. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 be touching any of those cute girls and the green overalls and <laughs> just, stay, just stay behind the camera. Stay behind the camera camera yeah yeah dude shit but uh yeah it's craziness everything's fucking shutting down yeah um good thing it didn't happen in january yeah <laughs> man i know that would have been yeah you just came off a huge win yeah yeah dude um what was that like fighting fighting somebody of like i mean you've had some some amazing fights and you fought a ton of fucking people but like that was a big one like a legend in the sport type yeah thing. you know what i mean like was that a, that was the most um was it like surreal at all it definitely was uh you know i was it was just a really it was a challenging training camp um broke your nose right yeah i broke my nose and you know, it's these last three fights. It just they've been great. You know what I mean. Being yeah. in the new weight class. Um, yeah. How much better does that make you feel? It, it makes me feel a lot better about my training. It's easier to stay focused. You know what I mean. And and when your focus is just on like cutting weight, you really I I, I got drawn away from the sport. I was like, the farther up this ladder I'm going, it's getting harder and harder. And it's really taking. It's just sapping the life out of me. It's taking my love out of the sport. And the Kevin Lee thing happened, and that sucked. And uh, you're tall, bro. <laughs> like, what are you like, six three? I'm six two. Six two? Yeah, might be the shoes I'm wearing that might make me a little taller. E- either way, but like you don't have a lot of weight to cut. Yeah, and I, for the way I train, um, you know, I, I, it's no, it's no secret. I love to grapple. I will never, I will never try to, you know, hit some guy with some smoke and mirrors. Like you don't know what I'm gonna do this fight. <laughs> like no, I love to grapple. That's that's stop it. This is my favorite thing to do. In my, you know, my free time. Yeah. I don't get out of shape because I'm always grappling. I'm yeah. always doing jujitsu. I love it. I love it. So, um, but it wouldn't make sense for me with my style 
to not lift weights. Right. So once I got in the UFC, it was time I was able to quit my job and I could focus on a full time training regiment that I didn't have before. Yeah. And li- lifting weights became a part of it. And it's as I part. and it started to I started to get great results from it. But with great results, there also comes the downside to it. And it's I'm getting too big for the weight class. And it just, you know, once the Kevin Lee thing happened, that really didn't shake me up too much. Um, once I got back on it, it got back in the grind. Um, and the Pettis fight, you know, that, that that was when I started to dawn on me. I'm like, okay, I'm in my 30. I just turned 30. Yeah. This is not easy. This is, it's a lot different. Now I feel like, I feel like now there's like every year that passes, I still feel great. Like we are just talking before we filmed the show about how it feels good to be in your 30s. Yeah. I feel good. But when it comes to this severe weight cutting thing, there's nothing that feels – Yeah. <laughs> the older you get, the harder it gets. You know what I mean? The bounce so, back is harder, man. Yeah. So, you know, um, the last three fights, they, they've been great. You know what I mean? The, the Condit fight was a big mental test for me because it was like I've never been going into a fight with two losses in a row behind me. And a new weight class against a guy I looked up to. Um, I fought a lot of mental battles on fight, even on fight night in the locker room. I fought a lot of mental battles. I was really, I was going through it back there. Yeah. So that felt good. The Diego fight, I, I had a, I was pretty confident that one. I was like, you know, a little past prime, I was very confident, but I was, time. I was also very cautious. I wasn't overconfident in the sense where he's always dangerous. He's always dangerous, and I don't want to be overconfident and go start chasing subs and gas myself out, and then give him an opportunity to win. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 Did you watch him on the Ultimate Fighter growing up? Because you're 32. I think we're the same yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So it's like, was it kind of weird seeing this dude? And it's like, nah, I got to go beat him up. It kind of was. And it was a fight. They they came to us with it. So yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, for me, the naysayers, the guys that want to talk shit, like, oh, you're just out there fighting guys that are over the hill. I'm like, I'm just fighting who they asked me to. I haven't asked for any of these fights. I didn't call and ask for Carlos. I didn't call and ask for Diego. I didn't definitely didn't call and ask for RDA. He's yeah. ranked number five at the time. These guys come looking for me. I have a lot of people think I'm an easy fight. I don't fight technically. I there's I look sloppy. There's some point in the fight I get in a bad position. It's just a you but know it's a fight. That is I, a fight. If I was if I was somebody from the outside looking in and, and watching me, I would be like, I'm fighting that guy. That guy sucks. And that's I'm I'm fully okay with that. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'd be. A, you know, it's I, good for you. I'm, I'm pretty honest with myself. You know what I mean? I when if I wa- when I watch film of just myself as as myself, I see all the holes. I'm like, oh, that was bad. Oh, what are you doing? You know, yeah. so I can only imagine somebody that's in my competitive realm being like, oh, that guy. You probably see more than they do. Though. <laughs> you see all your own flaws, bro. Yeah, Every, you're like, why yeah. the fuck did you not grab here? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, you could. If he would have knew better, he could have hit you there with, like, a kick or something. Yeah. It's like, but the RDA fight felt good, man. It was like, now I, I can, I'm back. Like, now I feel like I'm back. I'm back in the mix. Like, this is where I belong. Like, I don't want to, like, everybody's really good. Everybody in the UFC is good, whether you got a number next to your name or not. We're, yeah. all, we're all here for a reason. Right. But I'm like, I just, the way I train and the way I prepare, like, I don't belong to fight anybody less than the best. You know what I mean? 100%. I want to. I want to fight the ranked guys. I want to take. There's a chance you can lose and get severely injured and fucked up every fight. Yeah. And I think about things like that, and I'm like, if I'm gonna put myself on the line, I want to. I want it to be against the best guys. I either want to win big or I want to lose big. Because yeah. when you win big and lose big, there's actually really not a lot of not a, you, you. Your losses aren't as devastating. Like right. Oh, you, you know, you lost to the number five guy in the world. That's not too bad. You know what I mean? Right. It's better than losing to the unranked Russian that's ridiculously tough, that's undefeated, that right. no, nobody knows about. You nobody know what I mean? So guy. it's like it, it's 
I, I like being in the mix with these guys. This yeah. is where I belong, and it, it feels good to be back. Yeah, yeah, and it must be nice, right? I mean, you're you're. Are you number number seven right now? Seven, yeah. Seven, right? And that's where you left off at 55. So yep, that's the like highest I ever got. So I'm like, I'm, I'm right back where I want right to be. Right in the mix, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because it, I, I like I have no problem being very honest about, you know, anything. I'm, I'm a pretty open book. And what's crazy is as much as I love being here, now that I appear, I'm like, oh, shit. Now I, I, now I think I almost think less of myself. I'm like, oh, these guys are so fucking good. How am I going to beat any of these guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I look at every single guy within the top 15, and now that I'm in here, I'm like, it's like when I, when I wasn't there, I was like, I could beat him, 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 him. I could beat all those guys. Yep. And then now I just got won a fight that got me smack dab in the middle, and I'm looking around me, and I'm going, fuck, how do I beat him? Yeah. Fuck, how am I going to beat that guy? Is how am I going to? It's all the same guys that before I was like, fuck all of them. I'm going to beat them all. You no. feel like less, <laughs> like, you feel like maybe before it was almost like you had something to prove and like you, now you have more confidence because of that? Or it's more. What do you think that shift is? It's, I think that a lot of that intimidation comes from, I follow the sport a lot. I respect all these guys. But yeah. I, I think a lot of it comes from like, I I want like it's not it's not like a this is like a subliminal thing yeah that I I fight better when I'm afraid of guys I fight better when I'm like yeah I, I don't want to be over I've been overconfident before Come and, flat it, when you do I've shit. been overconfident when I fought guys like Anthony Pettis I've been overconfident when I fought guys like Kevin granted there was some undivine intervention with Kevin but you know nonetheless those two fights i was i was overly confident yeah. you know i'm like i'm i'm going to be a world champion you know i i do believe that but it's like it's weird how back then it was this brash overconfidence of like wanting to kind of see what's going on around me and i'm like well i'm like these guys too you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like i can be like connor i can be like colby i can be like you know puff my chest out and yeah. let the world know that this is how great I think I like, no, that's really not who I am deep down. Cause when I was doing that, I was still feeling the same way I'm feeling that I'm telling you about right now, being afraid of what's going on, what's or who's around me. And that yeah. it's, it's something that it's better that I embrace it instead of try and fight it because that fear is what makes me perform well is when I'm, yeah. when I'm, when, when you're afraid of, when you, if you just see if some guy, you know, the fight or flight instinct is it was what I always go back to. It's like if, if a guy walked up to you on the streets with a knife and you just were confident, like, pfft, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot different than when your fight or flight instincts kick in. There's some fear, and you're like, boom! Now, now you're getting the adrenaline dump. Now you're you're activating all the primal instincts that we all have as men, as yeah. human beings. Yeah. If you go into something confidently, fighting that feeling, then that's when bad things happen. Yeah. So I've just learned to like now that I'm back up here with the best. Now I'm like, oh fuck, how am I gonna do this? Mm. You know what? It's they're gonna give me a name, and that, I'm gonna focus on that guy, and I'll train, and I'll embrace the fear, and I'll. There's no reason why I can't keep winning. You know what I mean? It's 100%. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you said something like embrace the fear. That's, yeah, that's so true. There's been some days, and like I'll come in, even just like rolling in the gym, bro, yeah. and it's like. Man, I'm just feeling my fucking self. I know it. Like, no one's going to fuck with me today. And yeah. then it's, like, my worst practice ever. Yeah. And then some days I'm in there, and I'm just, like, it's, like, fuck, man. Like, maybe I got a little butterflies. Like, I'm going to have some hard rolls today. And it's, like, uh, I just I just focus on the little things. Like, staying in a good position, staying tight, staying here, and just focus on what I need to do. And I have the best fucking days ever. And yeah. it's, like, I'm not over 
confident. Mm-hmm. You know, like I let the ego, like I put the ego to the side. Yeah. And like I have that healthy respect, and that's when you perform your best. Yeah, I'm always I I'm such a I, I'm a I'm very confident. I'm very positive, but I'm also on the other side of it. I I I'm a guy that I'm I do think about the worst case scenarios a lot. Yeah. I do. You struggle. I battle my fears. I'm the I'm the type of guy where sometimes maybe you just gotta you know push me off the edge to see to because you know I can fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like sometimes it's like I I don't hold myself back. I've always gotten myself to walk that line, but it's like it's, that's why I'm. It's like I just force myself to do the things that I'm afraid of. Like force myself into these situations because there there has been many times I haven't stepped up, and it's always. I can't say being in the right mindset is gonna is unlocking the path to me never losing a fight again because that would just be kind of asinine because what if I did do that and I lost? Yeah. You know? But it is gonna be the best thing to do for me going forward. Yeah. Don't for you. don't fight it. Don't try to project the opposite, which is what I was doing before. Don't right. don't try to project that there is no fear and you can you know whatever. It's like it's just embrace it. It's embrace just that it's shit. A, yeah. yeah. I, I I I grew up bullied, so I think that that's kind of where it comes from is being like. You know, kind of in a shell sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just fucking spring up on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bam, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, 170 is the fucking the, the spot for you, man. You see a lot of fighters, like, they'll go up to the next weight class, and they just perform a million times better because mm-hmm. they're not, like, killing themselves to get to the weight. You yeah. Know I, mean? I, I hate cutting weight. It's it's the worst. It's still, there's, you know, and even the guys that are going up, there's still a little bit of weight to be cut. You yeah. know, but it's, like, it's not the the devastating, you know, getting into the red zone type stuff. You well, know? so many guys feel like if uh, in order for them to be competitive, they have to go to that next weight class down. Especially guys that come from, like, our age. Yeah. People that come from our age or even, like, a little older, maybe a little bit younger, is I always say it's, like, we're from, like, that Militich, like that Militich yeah. early 2000s era where, like, I started training in, in 2008 and at the same time, I'm wrestling, and there, in amongst even with the wrestling at that time, you know, uh, there was just this huge extreme weight cutting culture, and, yeah. and it was everything, especially with MMA, everything was extreme. It was like, you need to cut the most weight, you need to spar ten rounds with a fresh guy every minute. Yeah, as hard as you can. Four times a week, hard as you like. It was everything was like banging to, all the time, and though. it worked though because look at look at the guys from the Militich camp. Look at the guys that had the extreme weight cuts and the extreme over the top. That that was what was successful at the time, and it wasn't until guys with a little more of like the GSP Ben Henderson approach. Those were the first guys that started tuning down the ta- the, the sparring, yep. tuning up the athleticism, tuning yep. up the other supplemental type training. And then for me, I always look at my prime example of the guy that went up and had the success was Poirier. Yeah. Poirier went up, and I'm like, even after, even before he lost to Michael Johnson, you know, it was like he knocked out like four guys in a row. Yep. They were tough as hell at 55. Yep. I'm like, man, maybe that's he's doesn't do is doing it really well. Yep. You know what I mean? And and, and look at look at him now. I mean, yeah. he's he's only lost two fights since he's gone to 55. He fought for two world titles. And he's fucking big at 55. And he's big. Dude. <laughs> and we still... <laughs> nah, nah. It's funny because I, di- I didn't have a tough weight cut my last fight. Um, That's better, You know, the, the, the Condit camp was like... It was like super smooth. I was like expecting the worst after coming off the bit the bad weight cut, the, the missed weight. Yeah. I was like, as we're going through it, I'm like expecting it to be bad. And I was on weight in like no time. But this this fight, it's not like I, I didn't have a tough weight cut, but it was like, oh, I actually got a cut like... 10 pounds of you know or it was it was i i had i only had nine pounds of water to cut but i was like 
by the by the end of the last bath round, I'm like, oh, this felt a lot worse than the last time I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just you're. There's always going to be a little bit of weight to cut. Yeah. But it's it's that over the top stuff when you start. Yeah. Thinking about life and death. I it, think when you start asking the question like, what weight can I make? I think that's where people like, what can you get down to? It's like not necessarily what can you get down to, like what should you get down to? Yeah. Well, and you know, I th- I thought we were getting over that getting over that whole thing. Yeah. But I think this whole the vegan movement, the fucking Game Changers movie has done, Fuck, has, 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 has pissed gas on the fire because now you got Aldo made 35 and he didn't look terrible. It f- During the fight, he didn't look bad. But yeah. that whole fight week was like, what the fuck is this? This yeah. guy looks like a skeleton. Yeah. And now we're going to see Barboza. He's going to go 45. And he, I've seen him, I've seen, in 2015, I saw him walk into the scale at 55. And he did not look like a guy that can make 45. So now we're going to see him do it. And that fucking shit, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not against it. I'm all about any type of healthy eating is great. Yeah. Whether it's vegan, whether it's the carnivore diet, pescatarian, yeah. fucking whatever. You know what I mean? Healthy eating is great. But don't tell me you fucking, you know. Yeah. That movie is the you, most propaganda bullshit I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. that's that's not a stab at the, the, the diet. That's just a stab at the people. Like, you really tried to pull the blinders over a bunch of people's eyes with some. Yeah. The hour-long battle ropes thing might have been the stupidest fucking thing. James what? Wilkes. Come on, James. You're James Wilkes. You are a respectable fighter, but you, I can't believe you sold us on that. That was the stupidest shit ever. Anybody that bought into that is yeah. fucking dumb. Did you watch his debate on Rogan? Um, I did not. I, I watched half of that movie and pulled away. I was like, this is just – I this is so – you're, yeah. It's so contradictive. It just doesn't make sense. Like I had a hard time. I had. I really forced myself to watch it. It was really hard. But what got me was um, he when he debated Chris Cresser on Joe Rogan. Like from a debate standpoint, he crushed him. But what kind of got me was he would point out like the most nuanced thing that they would say in there. He's like, no, no, no. It's like, we didn't say this. This is very specific what we said. But it's like, bro, the average person isn't going to catch what the fuck you just said. They're going to draw an inference from that, and they're going to make, like, a general assumption. Yeah. So it's like they were very careful with their wording, but not. Yeah. But it was, like, misleading. Very misleading. And, you know, <laughs> I turned the, fl- the film off when they're getting into you know, the powerlifting guy. And the second that I saw his name, I, I, of course, first thing, bam, going to Wikipedia. Who is this guy? Bam, failed drug test. (laughs) Okay, cool. So you're saying this guy just, you know, did the longest fucking whatever, the walking squat. I don't know what the fuck you call the thing. Um, But the guy failed for steroids. Yeah. Okay? So you can't even say that he did that eating grass and plants and sweet potatoes and tofu. Like, no, he fucking was taking steroids. Like, you could eat nothing and take steroids and do great things. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. It's, it's, so for, for them to say, I'm like, yeah. that's just, that's, fuck a, that. that's asinine. Yeah, it's, fuck that movie, dude. Yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah, it seriously, it frustrates the shit. I mean, people make decisions based off movies. Yeah, do it yourself. Do your own do research. Your own research. Do, your, do Just because it's always the next best thing that's out there. Nobody yeah. wants to really do the research. They just want to be able to turn on the TV and yeah. have that be there and that, oh, there's the solution right there. You know Whatever's what I mean? easy. And it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think for the, I think for the average person, the vegan diet's great because the average person is obese and the average person makes really bad decisions oh, yeah. with their, and I, I'm just as guilty. I'm not sitting here saying that 
you know, I had a, I had a steak fajita bowl on my way here. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I know, but it probably <laughs> wasn't the best thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm guilty to have a cheeseburger now and then. We're I like here. pizza. I like wings. You know yeah. what I mean? But I'm active, and I th- sometimes that can negate it. But it's like the average person is not very active. And yeah. If you, if I had my diet that I am out of camp that I eat, I'd be a fat pile of shit. Yeah. Just to be honest with you. How big yeah. do you get between camps? I was 200 pounds today. Okay. Yeah, before I came here. What do you try to walk around at? In camp? Yeah. Um, By... I like a lot of notice for my camps, and it's not for weight reasons. I the weight drops fast. I'm, I could control my portions for three days, and I'm going to be down to 190. Yeah, um, literally in three days. Oh, nice. So I try to keep my walking weight around 191. You could, I like to take creatine and stuff like that. Yep. So, um, yep. But I like a lot of notice for my camps because they're I yeah. I still am in am in this phase of where I am wanting to lift a lot. And yeah. Get, get as get not get big but get stronger. Yeah, that's and, a good walking weight. What do you try to diet down to? Um, this last fight week, I think I showed up at like one eighty three, and when I started my cut, I was like one. I think it was one seventy nine. Legit, yeah. So about, yeah, about so I, 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 it's not me. I didn't. I miss no meals. It's yeah. And there's guys that'll say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop this extra weight class, and not miss meals." I'm like, yeah, we could all eat a little two hundred calorie. Consider that a meal. Yeah. But no, I'm. I still real eat, meals. I eat real meals. I I eat good. I feel good. Um, Do I you train- stop eating like solid food at any point? No, no. I, I'm I'm always I eat I, I'll eat even before I go to bed. Like I'll, I'll I usually cut weight. I make weight the the night before or get like like two pounds over. Right. Because I usually float about a pound and a half, two pounds in my sleep. So I usually just have like a meal before bed. and I'm not going without food or water for more than 12 hours. Nice. Yeah, nice. and that's even how it was before. You know, when I was making 55, but it's just. Like I said, like there's a difference between eating real meals and like, oh, I was able to eat six times a day. It's like, well, you ate six things like this big. Yeah. You know, like, like so, is that a meal, bro? Is that anything? You you couldn't even put this those six things together. Yeah. And it wouldn't satisfy yeah. you. Yeah. So you're essentially on weight the night before. What time are weigh-ins for the UFC? Nine a.m. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, and so we usually that makes a big difference. You don't usually sleep the best the night before. No. But uh, so usually it's like. I could make weight probably the morning of. I just like the least amount of stress. So it's like yeah. it's just best for me to just cut, get to what I can. And let's just say if things aren't going great, then yeah. it's like, okay, well, at least you cut a bunch of weight and you can continue tomorrow. It sucked to be like cutting the day of weigh-ins. And yeah. it's like, oh, things aren't going good, but you have an hour. <laughs> right. I always wanted to conserve as much energy as I could the day of weigh-in. Yeah. yeah. just have to just walk around and not do much. How do you like to cut your water weight? Um... I I don't mind a hot tub too much, but I just don't like to be in it for a long, long time. Yeah. I, there's been times where, I mean, I think when I cut for fuck, Joe Lozon, I think I, just, I was in a hot tub for just like six hours just breathing chlorine. Shit, bro. <laughs> that was 55, right? Yeah, and then the, the, the cut for Pettis, which is just horrendous. I, I should have never fought that fight. I hate even talking about it sometimes, but I was I was cutting weight for ten hours. I was t- in the ba- in a hot bath or a wrap for ten hours. Yeah, straight, ten hours. It was ten. It was a, f- it was a f- six hour block. Yeah, and then a four hour block with like some a few hours in between. Wow, that's th- people don't realize like sitting in that hot water wreaks havoc on your mind. Boiling, dude. You just, just want to get out. You get, by the time I got to the f- the, I had like a panic attack. The first, I, I was cruising the first night, got, got through like the six hours, and then yeah. I stepped on the scale and saw my weight didn't go down as much as I wanted. Oh, like, shit. and it was bad. It's usually like when you check your you check your weight after your first night cutting weight, you're never happy with the number. You're like, fuck. 
Yeah. But this one was not what I wanted. I, I was like pissed, like punched the wall. And then that night I, I tried to go to bed and I was having just like, I had like, I, I was, I like couldn't stop my body from moving. I like was like, it wasn't like they had my feet elevated because for my blood pressure. So I'm like laying with my feet like way up here. Yeah. And I'm like, borderline like it's not like i was convulsing like i lost my mind but i'm like i couldn't stop my my body from moving and i'm like my girl my, my at the time she's my girlfriend I'm like what the fuck is going on babe like i couldn't stop moving i started just freaking out and i just like broke down started crying i was like i'm gonna fucking die doing this like yeah i really like i'm gonna die like i can't i my body is like shutting the fuck down it's like shutting down it's vibrating and shaking bad like i can't get myself to sit still and so, like, that next day, I was just like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to walk to my death on this one. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. This is it. This is how it ends. I'm the first fatality in the UFC. In my mind, that's, like, this is you it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to push out. I'm not going to be the guy that I think some guys pull back. You know, they're, like, having a shitty cut, cut and they're just like, oh, I'm done. You know, like, they maybe hit that phase that I was at. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to go until I can't go anymore. And yeah. You it made just, it. It was, I did make it. I missed weight. I missed weight by... Like a pound and a half. Yeah, it just, it was done. I broke my foot 12 days before and I couldn't run. So that. At a certain point, your body just stops letting you lose weight. Yeah, I was done. I mean, I just, it's, for me to make 55, everything really has to go off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah. I was just um, cornering a fighter, I guess. It was when Bellator was in Thackerville, I guess, here a few weekends ago. Yeah. And um, it was just like, it was a buddy of mine and like, he trains at a different gym, but he didn't have anybody to like go with them in corners yeah. so like, i'm going with them and like i'm helping them cut weight and uh i'd come to find out like afterwards this is at 45 he started at like fucking 80 bro yeah and like we were getting down and like i for whenever i used to fight i i would weight cut like the the last probably four pounds i was just like soaking in the tub with some Epsom salt rubbing alcohol yeah i put a space heater in there to like create yeah. like the sauna effect so like we're kind of doing that in the hotel and then he gets to like two pounds with in the weight and like and then he just can't do it anymore. So yeah. like he didn't make weight, he's two pounds over. And then dude, like his kidneys started to shut the fuck down. So like he goes to the hospital and they're like, dude, your kidneys are failing and like they admitted him. So he like got pulled off the fight. But what? the point is like the weight cutting, if you don't do it right, like that shit can fuck yeah, you up. It's bad, bad. I I <sighs> I'm scared to see if there's any like residual damage I did to myself. Uh, just I mean, ignore I, it. You'll be fine. Just I know ignore it. it. <laughs> I really am. Like I'm. I'm fortunate. Like I haven't had like a kidney issue. Or I mean, I was. I was well on my way. I think if I would have. If I would have made weight for for Pettis, I think I would have had some type of issue. I was definitely like the. You know the people around me at the PI. They had done a bunch of tests on me before that camp, and they were like, "Yo, this is gonna be." It's gonna be a tough one. You know, and I, I, for me, they're not in control of my career. I am, so yeah. I'm saying, well, fuck you guys. I'll do it anyways. Watch. I was probably just as bad before. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And you know, and uh, they, they, for me, they have been the one of the biggest parts of my resurgence. It's been a few things. I've always had a great team around me, but, but the two of the things that really I added to that this great formula I've had for the last twelve years is the UFC PI and then starting to train in the gi. They've been two things that have really revamped my career. Those guys, if I was, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have made the, this commitment to go up to 170. I didn't have the confidence for it. Like, yeah. you know, to go fight bigger, stronger guys that are just as good. I thought my size was one of my best assets and they're yeah. like, it turned out to be wrong, you know? So that and training in the gi were two things that really 
got me in this position to where I'm worth a shit to even talk to on a podcast. <laughs> Dude, that, that UFCPI is something else, bro. Yeah. They're doing some amazing stuff. Like, yeah. to have that access, like, how much has, I mean, that's been a real game changer, Dude, I imagine. Dude, like I said, I've, I've been blessed to have a great team here. Yeah. My head coach, Rick Little, has been the same same guy. That guy that's, the, that's the captain. That's the guy that's always, he runs the show for the last 12 years for me, and he we, we've done great things together. Uh, Chauncey is my boxing coach. Mike Howe is one of my old boxing coaches. Um, my old strength, my and he's still one of my strength coaches here. CJ, um, he, but he's CJ Taylor is the guy that was first really got me into strength conditioning. Like, yeah, this is what it's this is what you're supposed to do. He was a football player, so I, he's the guy that introduced me into weights and started to get me started to unlock this potential that I didn't never knew I had. Yeah, but to go with that with the caliber of people at the PI, like we're talking the elite of the elite the best i mean bo sandoval the head strength conditioning coach he's was at michigan for university of michigan for like seven to eight years trained uh trained olympian wrestlers and for me i those are the people i admire a yeah. lot he trained olympians did olympic quads same with um you know uh, heather linden who's the the pt Clint Wattenberg, who's the head, uh, you know, he's the head of like nutrition science. Okay. Th these guys, and then then they're building people on top of that. Yeah. It's just, you go there and they 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 help you solve problems. If it's problems that don't involve this, if it involves your body, yeah, your things like that, it's 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 they're a huge help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you so you said you mentioned the hot tub? Do you add anything to that, or is it just the hot water? Itself? I would just do like the like the regular hot tub, like yeah. a hot tub. Yeah, hot just tub. a regular hot yeah. tub. Okay. Um, okay. And then like now I just do like a bath. I just like a hot bath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always added the rubbing alcohol and Epsom salt because that salt draws moisture. Yeah. And then the magnesium would help my muscles. I felt. I just, I just they say so, it's just best to just go with water. Okay. I and for it just works for me. You know, yeah. and if, if there's I know people that do the Epsom salt stuff and they like that, but me I'm like. I just I, I hate the chlorine. I've I've yeah. I've, 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 I've like exasperated all my means of cutting weight to where I hate all of it. Like yeah. I, that I used, I used to too. I used to do the sauna all the time. Yeah. And now even if I'm not cutting weight, I can't sit in the sauna for more than 20 minutes. It's ruined you. So now like I did all the time in the plastics. Now I'm like, fuck plastics, keep, bro. Keep, keep the fucking yeah. things off me. Yeah. And then I do. It's like I'm exasperating them down to where it's like hot bath. That's it. I'm gonna when I retire from MMA. All of it'll have been the hot bath, and that's it. Like I don't mind that; it's not too bad. I'm yeah. not. I can pull my legs out, my arms, and I don't have to cut a shit ton of weight anymore. Yeah. So I don't have to go through the whole, you know, the whole chain of things you use to cut weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah do weight cutting sucks ass. It's so bad. What is your diet like? Um, I, I assume you're not vegan. No. <laughs> no. And I'm not against vegans, but it's just like if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, like yeah. it's just it's it's a hard diet to actually do right. If you're yeah, really especially when you're talking right. about like pro, like you know how much how big of a protein deficit you're in. Yeah. In most sources of protein, you got to supplement vitamin B12. Like. Yeah. Well, then for for when you're a vegan, your protein sources most of them have carbs. Mm -hmm. So going back to what you asked about my diet. um, Outside of training camp, it's not even worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's bad. You're but just it's like just a normal not, dude, right? Yeah, I'm just like a normal guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm like I'm like the 80/20 diet. Like if I'm out of camp, it's 80% good, 20% bad. Pretty easy. Right on. But when I'm in camp, it's um, it's pretty simple, man. It's like it. In the, I don't have to go into like what it was like to make 55 and not, not even do I want to divulge what I had to eat then. Cause it's like, it's null and void. It didn't, yeah. do, it didn't do me any good. Where are we at today? Yeah. So for me, it's usually, it's eating good and 
you know, you're always wanting to round your bases with having your carbs, meats, vegetables, fats, all that stuff. But the biggest thing is timing your carbs is the, that is the key to activating energy systems. Mm -hmm. And that's also the key to maintaining your weight. And when I say that in a a way of maintaining weight, you just don't eat carbs if you're not going to work out. That's the biggest thing. Like if you're not going to go through, if I'm going to come here and here at Chauncey's gym at Boxfit in Spokane, if I'm going to come here and I'm going to do just a regular, like if I was to come here out of camp, like I probably wouldn't need to eat carbs before. I'm going to work the bag. I'll maybe do a couple rounds of mitts. You know, a little bit of bag work, a little bit of speed bag, some jump rope, and I'm out of here. I don't yeah. really need to activate any of my anaerobic energy systems. I'm not really going to be putting myself through a long, explosive, really strenuous workout. So I don't really need that. I could just run on fats and protein. That's fine. But if it's camp and I'm coming here and I know I'm going to be doing five rounds of really freaking hard mitts, there could be some sparring, you know what I mean, hard bag rounds, things that are going to activate, you know, those 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 energy sources, yeah. those, those, yeah, those energy systems that derive, that need more fuel. Yeah. I'm going to eat carbs. Yeah. But when I get done, I'm not going to. So you're not a very heavy carb guy. Unless I am. You, if, you need to eat to your activity level, right? Yeah. And as a professional, like, you have to have some sort of carbs, I basically, right? but, if I'm in camp, all my workouts are going to be hard. And for me, like yeah. Chauncey talks about, I train like a madman. Yeah. I'm usually, I, I, I'm coming here from a workout and going from here to another one. I'm yeah. like. What's after this? If 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 today yeah well today we have a little family time so oh, okay yeah, yeah 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 so um, but in general that's the that's the deal. yeah yeah so in in general it's like you know it's like if for example Friday um, you know Friday in training camp would be ten a.m. ten to eleven thirty I got my jujitsu and then I have a strength conditioning workout I'll go to straight from there and that's always fucking hard yeah really hard they Bo puts me through some hell and he'll send me my programs remotely so yeah. I can do them here. So I'll do those pretty much back to back. I'll squeeze. I'll bring a meal with me in between, and then usually go home or charge the batteries for a second. I usually have a pretty hard practice on Friday, at like probably like six. Okay. So, um, you know, and then if I'm feeling like a psychopath, I might go run when I get home or something. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So usually money? for me, in, in training camp, I'm usually unless I'm getting down to where it's the part of camp where it's like we're gonna have some lighter technique stuff. I'm just gonna I'm gonna eat my protein, my carbs every meal until it's like I get home for the night and I'm done. And it's like, there's no need for carbs. There's no need to hold any of that extra stuff. Yeah. I'll just do vegetables, fats, protein. Go have to you ever experimented? Um, I mean, we are talking about timing of carbs. Have you ever experimented like backlogging your carbs? or like doing it the night before? Yeah, like eating a big-ass carb-like meal like before bed to mm-hmm. replenish all that glycogen for the next day? I'll do that right now. Like right now, it, with being out of camp and not having to worry about my weight, I will. Yeah. I just like when you're going through – like I feel like uh, – you know, and if I'm like pretty burned out, like I'll – once I'm in camp, my body metabolizes stuff so fast. So fast, bro. So it, I would literally, I would have to eat like like three cooked cups of oatmeal because I will munch that. By the time I get to training that, that next day, yeah. my weight won't have lost. I won't have lost any weight in my sleep. I won't have floated anything. Yeah. Not that I would, you know, usually I want to get that little slow descent through camp. Right. But those cars wouldn't be there. So that's what I, that's why I do it now. Like my my metabolism is a lot slower. Yeah. Because I'm you know I'm not I'm not training as hard as I am when I'm in camp. Yeah. So I I will backlog my carbs. Like you know like last night I was like oh, I'm gonna know I'm gonna have a hard no ghee day so I'm gonna have like a poke bowl. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna load yeah. up you know two servings of rice, my protein, all that stuff because I know I'm gonna have a hard jujitsu day. Right. 
and then but you know when I'm in training camp but once I'm in good shape and I'm in camp I don't need it I don't need the carbs because going to jujitsu and stuff I don't need I can go all day for I that. go yeah that's yeah. that's just like I do that so much you, you know, know how to preserve energy right like you know when to go when not to go and you have the just, insurance and just even if it's like just my <laughs> if my nor if it's my normal jujitsu regimen and I yeah. have tough partners and I'm sometimes I'm the hammer and sometimes I'm the nail it's just that's the way she goes I just don't, those aren't the workouts I need to charge up for unless it's like yeah. hey this class we brought in a special guy from the east coast yeah. it's like okay speaking okay, of okay then I'm now it's I now I'm going to carb up now I'm going to get some oatmeal some eggs I'm going to get a good breakfast in me before I go yeah. you know what I mean totally different ball game but one thing that's been big for me in camp out of camp doesn't matter is I stick to I have one little ritual I do every morning and it's every morning it is a cup of coffee with MCT oil and collagen protein the to all the all the five type collagen protein a little bit of creamer blend that up I have that every morning nice. it's just like that's the one thing I can go like if I'm ha- unless I'm having to really do some really strenuous stuff like some really explosive type of sparring or anything like that yeah i can do almost anything off of that it's a good move dude you get the caffeine you got a healthy fat and it's just so it's a good just you it's good to have it just to have a couple ritual things that are good for you outside of camp like just a couple like daily ritual like just whether it's this coffee thing or if you're a smoothie guy or whatever just to have just like two things in a day that you do that you put in your body every day whether you're training or not whether you have a camp or not whatever's going on it's good to have just at least two things and then just work around that. Dude, I think no matter who you are, like, routine is the key to success in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. And I think from what I've noticed, and, like, I've, I've had a lot of conversations, like, the most successful people, and no matter what they do, like, a good majority of them have a, a six, like a, a morning routine. Oh, yeah. Which, like, sets them up for success for the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know uh, I knew a girl back at, like, 2015, way before Kelsey Joe's time. If you're listening, babe, <laughs> um, this girl's a, a successful accountant from California. Yeah. And, uh, she had this thing where it was 10 before 10. She accomplished 10 things before 10 AM. Nice. So, you know, it, in order to do that, you know, if, if I was to accomplish 10 things before 10 AM, well, I don't have a job. I have fighting, so I'm not going to do 10 practices. So what am I going to do? I'm gonna have to probably do some chores. I'm going to have to do some pay some bills. I'm going to have to do, you know, 10, 10, maybe, maybe read a book read or just, yeah, 10 things before 10 a.m. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up early. You know what That's I mean? That's a win. Make, yeah. your, make your bed for some people. Yeah. To fuck a win. Yeah. Like, yep. So it's like, it, it, it is true. You have to have, to have any type of success, you have to have regiment. And with regiment comes drive. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that those things go hand in hand. And when you have drive, that means you have a dream. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, I mean, we mentioned those, you know, like the, the, the morning coffee, but do you have like a morning routine at all or? Not really, you no. know what I mean. I mean, I just know I I have a routine in a sense where no matter what, there's certain there's certain things I'm gonna attend. You yeah. know what I mean. There's certain practice I'm gonna attend no matter what. Yeah. Whether I'm in camp or I'm out of camp, these days at these times I'm doing this. You yeah. know what I mean. I have a couple things a day. Oh, it's starting to snow outside. Is it starting to snow already? Yes. Yes. You like the snow? I love the snow, (laughs) man. I'm telling you, it's going to be a badass weekend for me. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Yeah. Does the snow bring fun? Snow brings fun. I I snowboard in and out of camp. We want to talk about in and out. out, In and out of camp. You're a madman, bro. That is one of them. them. Yeah, that is one of them. I I will go from... The, like it, for example, so we're talking about regiment day and dance stuff. If yeah. it's winter and I'm in training camp, like when I'm in training camp for RDA, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I have jujitsu at 10 a.m. No matter what. Yeah. So Tuesdays, Thursdays, 
And then Saturday, Sunday. Usually Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday because I coach wrestling too. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday I can ride. So, my, you know, I know what I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning, jiu-jitsu and coaching. Yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, I know I can get up at 5 a.m., pack my shit. I can head to the mountains, go do some, uh, I always say it's like, you know, aerobic capacity training. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the very least, it's active recovery. Yeah. Well, I, I ride hard. There's no recovery about it. Bro, straight <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone style yeah, out there. I dude. am. Me and Cowboy. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say we're cut from the same cloth because he's pretty gnarly all around. Yeah. But I have some shades of him. I, yeah. I would be... That would be such a preposterous, pompous thing for me to say, yeah, I'm covered from the same cloth as Cowboy Cerrone. <laughs> Bullshit, motherfucker. That guy's on another level. He's, on an, he's that doing guy, some crazy shit. I love him for it. Yeah, man. dude. You got to see – people got to see people soaking life up. Like, I know that it's like it's – for guys like him and, you know, and myself and there's others out there that, like, we know we do things outside of our career that put us in jeopardy and – this and that, but it's like, what good does that do the people that you want to inspire? Like, you need to show people that you need to soak life up and live it for every for every moment you can have. Squeeze yeah. every drop you can out of it. Like, do every single thing that you want to do. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if you want to fucking snow, if you want to be a snowboarder and a ballerina and, and try to be an astronaut, then f- do it all. Do it all at the same time. You know, do, do everything that you want to do in life because, yeah. I mean, sooner or later... You're gonna get old, and you're not gonna have that option anymore. So it's you, people need to see people like Cowboy soaking life up. He's the one that inspired me. I never, I never started snowboarding until I started until Cowboy until Cowboy came out of the shell and started showing all these cool things he does. Yeah, he's like, I'm into this and this. And yeah, because I wrestled growing up, so I was like, God forbid, I'm not gonna fucking snowboard. Like, I'm not gonna risk getting Fuck hurt. Then, up, I, then I can't wrestle. Yeah. I wasn't even that good. I was like a <laughs> JV kid. I, I don't, I want to wrestle. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I love it no matter what. Yeah. And then once I got in the UFC and I see what he's doing, I'm like, you know what? I need to fucking start snowboarding. I need to start doing the things that I want to do because what's the point of all this? Right. The point, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to be a world champion. That'll be the ultimate feeling when I get there. But that 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 moment's going to only last this long. You know, you're going to win the title. And then I've talked to many guys that became world champions. It's not like every day you wake up and you're like, ah, I'm world champion. It's, it's like the best. sooner or later the, the, the shock value wears off and it just becomes a dusty trophy on your wall. Everything becomes normal. Yeah. So it's like you got to the, the real enjoyment. The real enjoyment in life is just being able to do what you want. Being yeah. able to. And if, and if you can't do what you want because you don't have the means to do it, then at least have the passion and the and the the drive and the focus to, to make the means happen to where you can do these things you want to do. Or be willing to eat shit long enough. Yeah. You know, like it's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes you're doing what you want to do. Maybe like you're not making as much money, yeah. but it's like, and that's usually the root of it. When I try to talk to you about this, well, I don't make enough money. It's like, well, if you really want to do it bad enough, you'd find a way to do it. And I'm not, a, I'm not a Gary V guy. I can't tell you how to go, get motivated to make money that's yeah. not it at all but i'm always just like when i tell people like you know i, I can do what i want you know and this and that and i'm trying to send this message like well you have more money and it's like it's not even about money it's about it's about like if you really want to do something you're going to do whatever you have to do to make it to where it can happen you Period. know what i mean like and if if you don't know how to figure out how to make it happen then you're going to find the way to make it happen you're going to especially nowadays it's easy to find the resources. You can go it's on YouTube. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and learn how to do anything. You know what I mean? Dude. So it's so many means out there for people to do what they want in life. It's just like, you know, you just got to go out there and, and, and have to do it. Yeah. Know, either will, either you will or you won't. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's true. that all-in mentality is what gets you to success. Yeah. Right? You can't find excuses. Yeah. And, so, you know, it's it's a it's a weird world we live in, man. There's a lot of victims out there. You have this, and this is why you can do that. It's like you—you you could have everything more than me, dude. If you really wanted it, you yeah. Know what I mean, 
Well, those people just find excuses, right? Yeah. Because you didn't always have whatever this is. No. Right? Like Far from it. You started out, it was just a dream. Yeah. Right? Broke fighter just like anybody else. Yeah. Zero followers. Zero. On the, on the, when we were coming up, dude, everyone was going through the AMI scene. Yeah. Like the AMI scene was huge. Yeah. Right? I mean, I started fighting in 2008. I yeah. fought from 2008 to 2018-ish. Yeah. And it's like everybody's coming up through the amateur scene. Like the big dudes – in the very beginning, like Chuck Liddell and Tito yeah, Ortiz, yeah, and it's like, it was, it was just, it was just different. You yeah, I mean? you had a whole lot of hungry fighters, a whole lot of hungry people, and it's like if you weren't willing to sacrifice, then like you're just not gonna make no, it. No, and that's that's a big thing now. It's still the same thing with fighting too. You get that a lot where it's like, but you'll talk to a guy that's aspiring coming up, and you try to pump him up and give him some advice, and they're like, "Well, it's easy for you to say, look where you're at." It's like, <laughs> Well, that's that's what separates you from a lot of other people is because I've been where you're at too. You yeah. know, it's just when you want something bad enough, you're gonna find a way to make it happen. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you don't find a way to make it happen, you can at least find solace knowing you you tried your hardest. Right. It, that's not the true measurement of success. Isn't about achieving all your dreams. It's really not. I mean, because the truth of the matter is, the vast majority of us we don't get to the top of our dreams. We don't get to that that true vision. But it's it's when you know, and I don't know because I'm still in the in the chase. You're but in it. but it's like it, it's it's about just being able to say I I, I gave my all. You know yeah. what I mean? You you shoot for the stars, you miss, you land in the clouds. Yeah. That whole thing like the you journey know, really does matter. It really does. You know what I mean? And that, that's what you it, you're left with qualities and characteristics that will carry you through the rest of your life in, with a lot of prosperity in, in terms of. You know, it's like a, it's like when when somebody really tries to become an Olympic champion in wrestling. Yeah. And I always go to wrestling because it's. I feel like wrestling. There is no sport that creates more morally sound, hard driven, just good people. You know what I mean? There's really not a. There's not. A, it's. I, I'm trying to find the right way to word this, but it's just like these guys that pursue becoming an Olympic champion, even if they come up short, to in order to fully pursue that dream, it takes so much work. You have to learn about accountability. You have to learn about doing things when you don't want to do them. You have to learn about going above and beyond, you know, and just working hard when you're alone. All yeah, you you have to you build all these qualities that when whether you come up short or you achieve it, it doesn't matter because you have these qualities that are going to take care of you for the rest of your life because they're just ingrained in you because it was a part of what you were pursuing before. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, wrestling changed my life. it put me on the entire course that I'm on. Like yeah. growing up, it was, I thought wrestling was WWF stuff, WWE. Yeah. Like I had a, I had an elementary school teacher. He was the uh, the high school wrestling coach. Yeah. And uh, this is a very small town. And uh, and then like so that was kind of like a little bit of exposure, but I didn't know. And then I moved away, and uh, I had a buddy as my freshman year in high school. He went out to the wrestling team because his older brother did. He's like, "Bro, come out! You'll get better for football. I'll make you." I'm like, "Well, we'll make me quicker, probably." Yeah. And then, dude, it's like it became my favorite. Like, it changed my whole fucking life. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it you know, for me, I was never that great. I didn't make it to state. I wasn't a college wrestler or nothing like that. But I, I that doesn't. It's. And this goes for a lot of kids I've coached too. It's it's not. It doesn't even matter if you became good at it or not. It's if you are somebody that just immersed yourself in the sport of wrestling. Yeah. If you actually didn't just participate. If you're like, I'm gonna love this sport. I'm gonna really give into this sport. Yeah. I'm gonna give in and go through the practices. 
in the weight cutting and all these things that come with it that make everybody quit and give up. I'm going to immerse myself to this. I'm going to commit to it. And it's given me everything I've ever wanted in my life. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I'll always remember the first time I ever got broken. I remember my first, this was intensive camp 2005 out at Lakeside High School. Out okay. Here. Fucking hard camp. I mean, this is before things got, this is before society got a little softer. Wrestling camps were pretty fucking gnarly back in the day. Oh, yeah. Intensive <laughs> camps were no joke. Yeah. They make you climb up a mountain with a log uh, on your back. Oh, dude. Well, <laughs> Some this, did do that. This is similar. So, Lakeside is um, like their, their high schools on like, literally, it's, it's Lakeside. But so they have the, the high schools up on this hill. And then you can go down, and it's like it's like, it's very sandy. It's like a lot of sand. It's like a very sandy area. So one of the intensive sessions is the hill climbs, and so it's this really steep sandy hill. It's really soft, and they run us through a series of like sprints and bear crawls, and you got your buddy carries and all that bullshit. Well, the last one, so they they split the wrestling camp into four groups. You got group one, two, three, and four. And group one is the small guys. Group four is the big guys. So usually you got like. Group four, you're going to have some obese guys. In your group one, you're going to have some middle schoolers. So they don't really get the – they get, you know, they get the heat, but the brunt goes to groups two and three. That's the guys that are – Yeah. You know like what you I mean? You guys should all be killing it. <laughs> yeah. So I was in group three, but I was like the lightest guy in my group. I was like I was like 150 – I was like 152 pounds, I think. Okay. And I got stuck doing this. My my buddy carry. It was, it, was, it was like a prom queen where you had to carry him like this. Like back to chest? No, like you're like oh, back. Oh, like this. Like oh, this. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Bringing like, the bride like through the door. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, prom queen. Woo. Woo. Uh, <laughs> I got stuck with the biggest guy in our group, and I was the smallest. And so I'm trying to hold him. And I'm trying to go up the hill, and it's like Robbie Hall and these guys. Like I had an older sister that didn't do me any favors, so a lot of these guys knew who she was. <laughs> and so they, you know, you can imagine when you're going through an intensive <laughs> camp. Not only are they calling you names, they're talking about your sister and all this shit. And I'm trying to carry this guy, and I remember mm. I just fucking I like closed my eyes. I was like, I can't fucking do it. Started crying, I'm like ah, throwing this fit. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I like open my eyes, and I'm on top of the hill, and I just dropped the guy. And like, see you fucking pussy, you fucking man. I'm like, fuck you, don't talk to me. I'm like, I like cried afterwards for like an hour, dude. I like, could, I could not stop myself from crying. Yeah, I was dude. like, I was the day I got broke. It was like in the. The definition of breaking a kid, it's not about breaking them to the point where they can't get up. It's about breaking them through the mental barrier. Like, you, the, there's always, like, I can't do this. Like, no, trust me. You, you, when, when you can't do something, it's when your body won't respond when you're telling it to. Like, yeah. when you're like, get up, and your body won't. Now you're done, you, they, but it's always your mind that's holding you back. Like, right. That's the definition of breaking them, kid. Breaking them. It's not about breaking them down to where they can't get themselves back yep. up. It's about breaking down the mental barrier where they're like, I can't do something. Like, fuck you. You're gonna do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've had kids that I've coached that have come back to me. I always get a random message, and I'll get these kids. Like, hey, coach, like, I know I haven't talked to you in a while. And a lot, a lot of them are these kids that go in the service. A lot of them are kids that go into like the Marines and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll always send me a message, and they're just like, hey, man, I just want you to know I just got done with boot camp, and I want to thank you. I, I, when I was going through boot camp, I, I was going back to that time you broke me after practice for, <laughs> for swearing. You know, yeah. it's always when the kids, I'm punishing them for something. Yeah. Like, I go back to that time. 
that you broke me uh, and it got me through my boot camp. And I'm like, you know, it's funny. I love these kids. I, I look up to these kids as much as they look up to me yeah. because I, I see things like that and I admire them for it. And even though I got to participate in helping them do that. I'm like that little inner child in me comes out and I'm like, that was, was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, how much did that change your life being broke that first time? It made everything. It made me go through, I mean, just to even get through some of the things I've been through with my career in the UFC have been, you know, dealing with the loss of my dad and, you know, a lot of other shit like that. Like that's that, that will to push on and strive to persevere. Yeah. It it all comes from that time on that fucking Sandy Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Yeah, man. And you know, dude, some people never get like, they don't get that gift. They don't, they don't know what it's like to be pushed to like the mental brink of where you feel like you can't go anymore. And then you break and then you do go through it and you're like, fuck dude, I didn't even know there was that level. Or even for some people that don't, some people can be broke and it doesn't even take something physical. Like not everybody's going to participate in activities like what we do. You know what I mean? They could be somebody that's a student that's really taking on, you know, someone that's trying to become a brain surgeon or yeah, something. Yeah, you're studying for the MCAT or something. The, yeah, and they're just, they're breaking. They're like, I can't do this, and they're quitting, and they don't think they can do it, and they're like, oh, I'm just going to just, I'm going to keep going. And then the next thing you know, they're doing it, and they get through it, and they're like, holy shit. Like, yep. some people can find that mental barrier on their own. You know yeah. what I mean? Some people find that mental barrier having a battle of fucking sickness. You know what I mean? There might be some people that get cancer, and they find that the, they find that gift in that t- trying right. time, you know right. what I mean. And if God help, you know, I would never want that. T- I would never want anybody to find that ability that we're talking about in that way through sickness. But it's true, you know what I mean. It happens. There's some people that you know. I think th- there's some people that don't have a choice whether they're gonna live or not in that type of situation. Yeah. But I think that there are people that have, have overcame you know, overcame sicknesses and ailments because of the mental power. One hundred. You, you can't, you can't use matters. your mind. You can't use your mind to get you through anything. You know, there's some things that you're going to hit roadblocks. Right. doesn't mean you can be strong up until you, you yeah. know, it's not enough. You know what I mean? But it's like, I feel like there are, there are cases where people, the, the power of the mind is what got them through 100%. something like that. You well, know? it's certainly a factor, yeah. right? Whether or not you're being positive or like, it's funny. I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day because, uh, there was somebody who was older that she knew, and um, it was a couple, like a wife died. Yeah. And then, like, literally, probably like three or four days later, the husband's like picking out caskets and flowers. Yeah. Sits down, puts his hands in his face, didn't come back up, died. No way. And it's like, you know, you hear about that, like, you know, people who are married, they pass away pretty close to each other. This is like days later. I really feel like, and you see it even with um, people who are sick, you know, they just like, they just give up and they're yeah. ready to go yeah i feel like at a certain point man like you just kind of have that option it's yeah. like you know what man i'm good i'm ready to go and like so on that same note when you're not ready to go yeah and if you are being positive and it's just like no dude, i'm gonna beat this shit yeah. and like there is something to that you know what yeah. i mean people always like to call it the placebo effect yeah right it's yeah. like but there's something there like your mind is doing something dude it, it's funny you say that my coach rick the one i was talking about yeah my head coach forever his dad is very old his dad is He's like 91. He, his dad's a two-time Top Gun recipient. He was a colonel of Fairchild Air Force Base here oh, in town. Shit. Yeah, he's the colonel. We always call him the colonel. He's, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Yeah, he's he, he's a real he's Silver Star recipient. Recipient. He's he's a real life war hero. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's an American hero. But he literally, you know, he used to kind of smoke and drink, and he didn't make the best choices. And and it, you know, and this he had a scare when he was older in age. I think he was I think he was like in his 80s. And the doctor was just like, if you don't stop doing these things, you're going to die. 
Yeah. Like, you're going to be done. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, I don't want to die yet. So he stopped doing everything. But even at that, he still had scares, but he still talks about, like, how he wants to live longer. And he's he's very old, man. He's a guy, He's he's got a lot of physical issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, when I talked to my coach Rick about it, we, we both talk on this same matter. We're like, he, we really think that if he really wanted to just be done, he could just close his eyes and be done. He could. You know what I mean? He really could. You know what I mean? But he he wills himself to live. Yeah. Because he can. You can't. You know, if you can, if you come down with a condition that you can't will yourself through, that's fate. There's, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with maintaining that same mindset going into that type of battle. But it's like in this situation, yes, he has a lot of physical ailments and stuff. But he is willing himself to to live in life. And I think a lot of it has to do with you know whether you love your family, you know, kids, whatever it is. Whatever like, your motivation. Yeah, he is willing himself to be here. Yeah. And it's it's so admirable. I, I love the guy to death. He's he's awesome. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Like, He's a real life war hero, and he's 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 you know. It, 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 I look at him and at the age he's at, I'm like, I would just want to be done. You know what I mean? I would yeah. be ready to just close my eyes and move on to the, yeah. the afterlife or whatever comes next. And but no, he's he he wills himself to live for his family. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I can only imagine like, fuck, dude, the things that dude that that guy saw. <sighs> dude, that guy's he's. I love when I get the gen- the colonel going. <laughs> when I get Richard going, man, he'll he'll start telling me some stories, and it's just, yeah. I mean, he's he fought the Korean War, and he almost actually got the first jet to jet kill. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, when they're in the Korean War, these guys are just like whew, they're booze hounding, you know? It's like they're <laughs> like they're just under the assumption like this is their last night. This is it. Let's go you all know, in, the baby. Next, the next mission is the next day, and we're gonna die. You know what I mean? So they can just go get hammered every night and. His dad was telling me, he's like, well, you know, we just never thought we were going to, every night was our last. And he had, he had this jet in his sights and he's lining them up and he was too hung over. He, he just couldn't, he couldn't get the sights right on it. <laughs> and, and it was actually his, I think if I'm correct, I could, you know, don't directly quote me on right. this. But I'm we're pretty not sure historians, was, folks. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was his wingman that, that picked up the kill. But his, he almost got the very first jet, jet to jet. Damn. Yeah, I mean, he's a two-time Top Gunner. I mean, this guy's fucking bad. We're talking. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah, you think Tom Cruise is a badass, but take, <laughs> take a seat, Pete Mitchell. There's a new sheriff in town. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, damn, dude. Yeah, his willpower is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure, he's, man. yeah. You know, and th- this this could this also goes back to what we were talking about. I can only imagine what you had to go through to become a fighter pilot. Oh. I'm sure you got mentally broke. You know what I mean? I'm oh, sure you had absolutely. to go through something. You had to push through some barriers. I mean, dude, you had to learn how to go through taking you know g's you know multiple yeah. g turn and yeah. getting your insides twisted in your guts like i'm sure you had to go through some shit you know what really I mean? really accepting death yeah you have like you know what i mean like yeah I feel like a lot of people you have to accept that especially like on some regard right yeah even as a fighter but like yeah. when you're in a fucking plane bro it's like <laughs> which is why yeah. they're getting drunk every there's night there's levels to this man i people are like fighting's the craziest job i'm like no it's not <laughs> nope. imagine being a fighter pilot imagine being i have a buddy that just passed away rest in peace jess ross Kelly. this guy amazing individual this guy was the youngest person to ever summit everest for the longest he did everest when he was 19 oh shit. this is in like 2004 i think that's some real deal stuff before it was very like it's still thing yeah it's very i mean you can pay 50 grand and have the sherpas take you up easier said than done it's still hard as shit but this was before that was an option but yeah he summited everest when he was 19 he, he passed away in a climbing accident mm-hmm. and we would have these conversations where you know, I, I I met Jess through Sam Cecilia, who's one of my teammates. Okay. And, um, you know, we'd all go out for beers, and Jess would be like, man, you guys are fucking nuts, dude. You guys f- getting locked in a fucking cage and fighting people. And I'm like, bro, you are so... <laughs> Jess, I'm not going to call you stupid because you're a very intelligent man. 
But I go to a weigh-in. I go way in against a guy that I get to face the next day with a ref and a doctor yeah. and a guy that's going to protect our well-being. You go challenge Mother Nature regularly. You take trips to Pakistan and you're fucking, you're you're climbing over dead bodies and shit. Dude, you're on a different level, bro. Like that, way different level. Mother Nature doesn't lose. Never, <laughs> never. She, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, Mother Nature got one on him. You know what I mean? And he's not with us today. But you, you know what I mean. You want to talk about somebody when you're having a tough time, and you're like, "Fuck, man, yeah. don't be a pussy. Look at what Jess does. Yeah, look at, look at the things. Look at the things that he does. That you, know, look at, you know, look at the things that the general does. Yeah, you know, look well, at the things that look at look at what Rick's dad does. Look yeah. at look at what Jess does. You know, it's like look at what these guys do. Shut up, quit bitching. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So th- that that shit goes through your mind when you're like facing those hard times. You're like, look what this guy did. This all guy the time. Did. Yeah, yeah. I'll think about. I'll think about when my dad had cancer. I'll think about Jess climbing mountains. I'll think about Rick's dad and, you know, him fighting in the Korean War. Yeah. I'll think of things like that. You know, and you have to. You know what I mean? You can't You can't always – there is no person in the world that has it the roughest. There's no title to that. You yeah. know what I mean? So you always got to find something to draw inspiration from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's nobody that could be in any situation that's – you know, there's always – no matter the situation, there's always somebody or some situation that someone's in that you can pull inspiration from. Yeah. So it's like I'm always just like I have these people around me that I can be – I can be like, look at what they've been through and look at what they've done. Yeah. you got to get up and do it for them. My cousin Shane, he has a muscular dystrophy. He's been in a wheelchair his whole life. You're, shut up. Yeah. Don't, don't say you're going to skip something because you're too sore. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would kill to be sore. He would kill to have a Give knee ache. He would kill to have a neck injury. Yep. He, but he can't. So don't take life for granted. Get your ass up and go do it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, you got to pull inspiration from things like that and things that are going on around you. Yeah. Well, it's that difference between like being a victim, right? Like you can choose to like, oh, what was me? Oh, compare like, oh, um, my struggle's harder than yours. Or you'd be like, well, fuck dude. Like we're all struggling, but at least you're getting something out of it. Yeah. And I value those people. Those are, there are people that are around me. You know what I mean? And there are people that they probably don't even know how much, how much they inspire me. They probably don't know the effect that they have on my life. It's not like, it's not like I just want to go up to Rick's house and tell his dad, like, hey, man, I just want you to know that today I was having a bad day. And <laughs> I thought I'm thinking you. about you in the planes. And <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? I'm not calling my cousin Shane. Hey, man, I, you know. Yeah. I was fucking going to skip a workout today, and I thought about you. And, how, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. I keep it to myself. You yeah. know what I mean? And But maybe someday they'll know. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it goes to show you never know who you're inspiring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what I mean? Just live your life and, yeah. and let people be inspired. Yeah, as more they people will. more people are watching <laughs> than you know. And when that doesn't mean that goes for anybody. That goes for if you're even maybe sometimes somebody's like an older brother and they don't realize how much their younger siblings look up to them or just yeah. somebody in the workplace or just anything in anybody in your environment. Yeah, don't take yourself for granted, right? No. Cuz you just don't fucking know like who you're inspiring. Exactly. For real, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well shit, man. We're uh we're right on hour or a little over actually. I want to be respectful of your time. Thank so, you. Thank dude, you. I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, dude. it was fun. Um I'm going to leave the floor to you, dude. Tell people how they can check you out. If there's anything you want to plug, promo, sponsors, uh, this is you, bro. Shit, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, on all my social media platforms, it's at MikeMav22. Um, as always, I want to thank my teammates, my coaches. They all know who they are. Um, and then my sponsors on it, my manager, uh my my manager Daniel Rubenstein. I don't know. How I messed that up. <laughs> my manager Daniel Rubenstein on it. Um, Hyperfly, 
love Hyperfly. Love me some Hyperfly. Yeah. Now I'm just, now I'm just drawing a blank with all my sponsors. Zebra Mats, Nike Wrestling, um, Athlete Performance Solutions, Titan Mercury Wrestling Club, uh, S-Shoes, just everybody. Um, thank you, Spokane. I love this city, this this weird little city you're in. This is the, it's a cool little town. The, this is it's a very special place to me. So I got nothing but love for my city and my people, and mad love for letting me come on your show and mm. get my sweet ramblings off. <laughs> Dude, this has been a great conversation. Anytime, yeah, bro. it was awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Well, everybody, until next time. Yes, sir. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you are enjoying the show, do me a solid. Uh, bring us a friend. Uh, just one friend, uh, things grow immensely through word of mouth. So if you can just tell a friend, um, and then also if you are lip- listening on Apple Podcast, um, leave a five-star rating and review, man, like to help us out. That really helps us grow and, and move up in the rankings and helps other people find us. So if you can leave a five-star rating and review, um, but if you are on maybe YouTube, subscribe over there. Um, whatever you're listening on, subscribe, like, comment, share, do all those things. It all helps. Um, also, head over to outsideperspectivepodcast.com. Get on our mailing list. We'll, we'll keep you in the know and let you know, uh, you know, when we have exclusive content or, you know, what guests are coming up or when we uh, drop a, an episode. We'll, we'll keep you in the loop and let you know what's going on over there. So go to outsideperspectivepodcast.com. Also, check out imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel for you, and you can save 10% when you use the code OUTSIDE at check out so go over there check us out impose your fucking will guys um that's all i have listen be safe uh hopefully the world is going to return back to normal soon enough guys uh man we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll figure it out um but until then be safe i love you and i'll take i'll catch you guys next time bye Mwah.